Welcome to the Willing and Winning Podcast. Come join me, Will Hill, your host and multicultural gay best friend. I've pivoted my platform so I'm no longer just promoting a blog on Instagram. I'll now be speaking over the digital ether to create a positive space in which we can all find the will to overcome pretty much everything and open discussions on the colorful and not so colorful moments of life. If we didn't know each other before, now is our chance to meet in the middle and positively grow from here. Together, let's find the will to win. Are you ready? Hello, hello. Welcome back. I hope you had a positively love-filled Valentine's Day. I hope you enjoyed my little revisit conversation with my best friend, Maddie. If you didn't, that episode is available on Spotify. You can definitely check that out. We talked about modern dating. We talked about just relationships in the modern day. So there's, you know, kind of two sides to it. You know, if you're single, but also in a relationship, it works. Um, We actually had that conversation last year, but I felt it was appropriate just to revisit that conversation because again relationships dating it's something we're all experiencing for the most part some people are not and that's okay but for those that are it can be quite quite the swim in the ocean i'd say but we're back with a new episode the new week, fresh vibes. So aside from Valentine's Day, how are you? How are you doing? What is new? How has your month been going? I always forget that February is just, it's the shortest and fastest month. So it already feels like it's going into March, but again, it's still so freaking cold. I live in Pennsylvania. So yes, I somewhat experience all four seasons Uh, i don't know it kind of goes like winter spring summer and then long summer fall winter so that's kind of you know the seasonal the seasonal vibes here i don't really know what i was trying to say um but what's new with me is i have been definitely in the crunch and yeah crunch time with looking for a new living space i had realized that my lease was ending uh well when i realized this this was like mid-january so i realized my lease was actually going to be ending at the end of march so that put a crunch on things because i definitely don't want to I've been wanting to move for so long and I don't want to put myself back into another term that I was already looking to get out of. So when I was, you know, paying bills and, you know, going about on the website and I had seen the end date and I was like, at first I was like kind of confused and I had to like take a double take. But I took a hard look and I was like, all right, that is coming up. So that then gave me like it lit the fire under my ass 
as I like to say. You know, I feel like that was like a nice little push from the universe to say, oh, hey, by the way, that thing you want, like now I'm giving it to you. So I have definitely been more prioritizing home searching, apartment searching. I actually, well, I'm recording this. So it is a Sunday. You'll be hearing this on Wednesday. So tomorrow and when you're hearing this two days ago, um, so Monday, I will be going to look at a new apartment, which I'm super, super excited about. It has been, I've only actually done this one time, actually, now that I'm looking at it, and it was for the house that I'm currently living in when I was in college moving to go off campus. But I'm not really done the full in-person apartment hunting and taking and scheduling tours. So now I'm in that era of my adult life and I'm like so super excited for it. It's very geeky, but that's what's been new there in my life. Um, in the pers- oh, that was personal. In the professional spaces, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I kind of was slacking just, you know, in my fashion merchandising area just because <clears throat> I really didn't realize, and yes, I know I said that, but I honestly and genuinely did not realize that the week of Valentine's Day, the week that Valentine's Day was, was also the same week that Fashion Week was. It had just come and gone, and I was like, huh? I just felt... I don't know. I just felt like the vibe was different this year. I felt there wasn't as much energy, you know, kind of calling out, being like, hey, it's fashion week. I don't know how that went over my head, but I'm like, wait, how did I miss that it was fashion week? But also at the same time, I feel like I didn't. I don't know if that's maybe just a reflection of how we live today where everything is just so fast and consistent and eh, maybe not consistent it's consistently fast but there are things that are definitely not consistent but with the way things are so consistently fast i feel that because i had seen uh two days worth of fashion week content and news and whatnot that that kind of summed up the week of it for me in the weirdest way because it's like well no you can't actually know if you didn't go through the whole week or you know you didn't keep up with the week and it's like i i agree with that but i think we can all agree with just the intensity of how fast things are you'll see something and then you know two days later something else is going on that by the time it's even the conversation of that first thing comes back around you're like oh wait that's still going on so I definitely felt like I was kind of like, oh, what, 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 like, what is going on here? Um, but that's also because I have been prioritizing other projects within my workspace that with understanding how fashion and trend works, you know, yes, it's always good to keep an eye on what's to come. But in the sense of when you are working on what you're putting out, you want to make sure that you are putting out good work in the moment so i was more just focused on my work in the moment and not so much trend forecasting and thinking forward it's just so crazy though but i will say that just gives me 
a lot of good things to review. And I say good things because, I mean, it's not like I'm ever bored when I'm doing fashion trend news or reviews, you know, research for that I love diving into. I realized over the past year that I definitely am very nerdy when it comes to doing research. Um, I think it also just has to do because I'm very passionate about the subject and it's my work. And it's not like I ever feel like I have to do it. It's always a, oh, well, you know what? It's free time in my day or it's Saturday morning or Sunday afternoon. Let me hop on the Google, the webs, the Vogues, the GQs and see what's happening in the fashion space. Just see, you know, what's coming, you know, what new designers are emerging, things like that. It just interests me. So I'm excited that I'll have a good round of content to review. But today's episode is the whole point about why we're here. And that is, I am sharing, one, my reading list. But before I do that, I want to drive the point home with reading and, you know, this episode and inspire you, if you aren't already, to, you know, just to engage with the activity of reading more. I wouldn't say you necessarily have to become a reader, but I do think that perhaps if you, and if you just kind of stick with me here and listen to what I've got to say, if you engage with the activity of reading, I think you'll find value in other areas of your life, okay? So let's get into it. Let's break it down. Reading, for me, what I've noticed is not only does it keep me focused when I'm reading the book and it helps maintain focus, but I do find I am able to be more focused when I am doing things for my work. If I'm doing research, I can focus on doing research. If I'm having a conversation with a colleague, I can focus on that conversation And something as simple as reading and the art of disciplining yourself to focusing on the words that are right in front of you, it does trickle out there into those other areas. I also feel, and this one, it's just something that I've personally experienced. It's something I've seen outwardly, is that reading, it's a strong way to connect. Sometimes the person in your office or your workspace or even your classroom, you know, you wouldn't think that you would have anything in common with them until all of a sudden the book falls out of their bag or you hear them talking with another one of their colleagues about the book they're reading. And you're like, wait, I'm reading that book. And then it opens a door for you to be like, hey, wait, you know, what are your thoughts on it? And you get to understand someone from a a lens that you both have an understanding of, if that makes sense. Because you both have this connection through this story that you both have an interest in. And they're sharing their perspective and their thoughts. And you are able to then understand a piece of them that you didn't know before because you now, because you also understand the content and material that they are reading. So I think that 
And that's just one small example of the connection thing. But I really do think that reading does open the door for human connection. And at the end of the day, that is part of the journey in this life is that we shouldn't be so isolated. We should be connected. We should, you know, want to engage with our fellow human being. And I'm re putting an emphasis on this for my, oh, tongue twister, mouth is kind of dry. Um, I'm putting an emphasis on that point because I myself, I do like to be a lone wolf. I do enjoy keeping to myself, keeping my headphones in, sunglasses on, you know, like leave me alone. But I also really enjoy connecting with people. I enjoy, you know, building strong foundational friendships, relationships, you know, whether that's professional relationships, you know, romantic relationships, just friendships, any of the kinds of ships, the good ones, not the ones where, you know, it's raising some red flags. But I do myself see now the importance of human connection. And as I'm wanting to be more open to human connection, I'm also looking at where in my life things that I have interest in, where are those people that also have that interest in that? Where are the people who have the interest in skincare? Who are the coffee obsessed, podcast obsessed, book nerds? You know, something as small as your interest, even though you might, it might feel insignificant to share with someone, it's not. You know, if you're obsessed with coffee, don't be afraid to talk about, you know, your coffee obsession. Don't overdo it and don't do it in a time when it's not appropriate. But if someone's like, oh, like, what are you drinking? You could be like, oh my gosh, this is my like go-to coffee every morning. I make it at home. I first started getting it at this cafe, but then I got the recipe, you know, X, Y, Z. And then, you know, maybe they're like, hey, I'm not so much of a coffee drinker. I'm a tea person. And then it just opens the door. But back to the point of reading, it does that because I have learned and I've seen, you know, other people in my office talking about one book and then it drives a point to where someone's like, wait, are you reading this book? And then I've also been in situations where I'm sitting there reading and someone at work has been like, hey, wait, I read that book. How far injured are you? You know, what are your thoughts? And it's just opening this door that was never opened before. And the book was the key. Reading was the key. The activity of reading was the key. And I think to me that has become a very, a, a very big reason why I continue to want to read. I just enjoy finding connection through that perspective, you know, through the lens that we're all understanding a story in our own way, but also in the same way. Um, and then my next big reason why I feel reading is so important, it's that, and this is just something that from a personal point, I feel it strengthens the brain and it helps keep your brain healthy. Again, yes, I did say focus, but focus and a healthy brain, focus is a part of a healthy brain. I definitely do think that you 
are allowing your brain to find strength in all areas when you're reading, not just focusing, but it's keeping that whole point in even remembering and helping your memory and strengthening your memory for things and how you remember and how you process information because so when I said it was a personal thing, I've had family members who suffer from Alzheimer's and I've seen what happens when the mind is no longer able to be as conscious as it once was. And I know that my purpose or part of my purpose in my journey in this life is breaking generational curses. And I've always felt that to me, I was gifted with the power to read. The power to want to read was a gift that was put within me for that purpose. You know, the whole purpose of if, with me being the one breaking generational, you know, the, all the generational curses and being the catalyst for change with me being that one. I now understand that my love for reading comes down to it being a gift in order to, in order for me to keep my mind and my brain strengthened so that I don't fall into the same, the same line. And I'm not, you know, saying that to speak negatively on my family's health or anything. That's, I think it's a conversation that's been circling for a bit, this whole breaking generational curses and whatnot. And I've come to understanding that, you know, that's part of my purpose and I've accepted that role. So even in those moments when it's like, oh, you know, I don't really want to read right now. Well, I don't pull out a full like length chapter of a book to read, but I'll read something quick something that I know that is helping my brain and my mind stay strong so I can keep a strong memory, so I'm not forgetting things, so I can stay sharp and focused, so I can produce creatively. Because that's another thing that I feel that reading helps with the mind and the brain is it helps the brain and mind become more creative. Because while yes, I'm reading someone's story, I'm envisioning it in my own way and seeing things in my own picturing of them. So it opens that door for stronger creativity. And without reading, I personally feel there would be a lot lacking in my life because reading has helped inspire me to do so many things. And it's when I say that my memory is like crazy strong, there's a few things like the small, like little things, like something like, oh, like, uh, I remember when I was a server. Yes, you could catch me forgetting a ranch, something like that. But when it comes to, oh, I had this scheduled this day, this is exactly what I plan to do. Once that's in, once it's in my memory core, I don't need to really look at the schedule again, unless it's really just out of anxiety or just because I want to maybe do a review. Once I've got it locked in my memory core, 
it's in there. Like I can literally remember this one time that when I was, I'd say about five or six, I know I was definitely in first grade. My uncle, he had taken me out with, on like a, just like an afternoon, I guess, kind of date, whatever, with his, this girl he was dating, she brought her nephew and it was like, I don't know, adults, you know, connecting and, you know, whatever. They were both, I guess, I mean, to be honest, if I'm looking at it now, they just must have both been stuck with us. They must have agreed to babysit us before they agreed to go on the date. And then it was just kind of like, hey, you know, we're both in the same situation. So I guess it worked out. But I remember we had went to McDonald's and I remember specifically what I had. I had McChicken nuggets, french fries, and the toy they had then, it was the Kim Possible toy. And I remember I got Shigo because Shigo was my favorite because she's bitchin', she's dope, she's badass. So when I opened that little freaking McHappy meal and it was the Shigo, I was like super excited. But the fact that I can draw back on that memory trace, to me, that's a sign of you know, the benefits of reading. It's helped strengthen my memory that I can reflect on positive memories from my youth that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I did do that. Like, that was fun. Like, just something to put a smile on your face sometimes. Like, you know, it's not good to, you know, be locked in memory forever, but being able to draw on good memories, being able to remember the past, you know, the fact that I could remember all the good moments with my grandmother now that she's passed, you know, I don't know if I would have still been able to do that if I wouldn't be so active in my reading. I don't know if my mind or my brain would be able to pull on that because as I did share earlier in the episode, we are so now in this world that we live in, everything is hit with us. Between news, something on X, something with the in Congress, something going on in the world, something happening as far as like natural disasters go, there's just always something we're being hit with all the time. And yes, there are even moments now where I find myself for as strong as a memory as I do have, there are still little things I do forget. Like sometimes I'll forget my AirPods on my desk. Yes, it's so frustrating. Oh gosh, do I, I hate it because I'm like, oh, I really could go for listening to music with my AirPods in right now. But, you know, Imagine if I wasn't reading at all. Imagine how much more often I'd forget them. It'd be much more frustrating. So those are the reasons why I feel reading is important. I feel that if you just give it a try, even if it's something that you read in the New York Times, GQ, Wall Street Journal, your local newspaper, something, you know, something I, I'm going to give a push for something a little more mind opening you know something to give you something to something to give you a thought to reflect on excuse me but if you just give it a try and do your best to stay consistent with it you know maybe reflect on what i've shared and see where that trickles out into your life but also see where reading can have other benefits in your life and that's what i've got as far as that goes but now we're going to get into the part that I know you've all been waiting for, my reading list for 2024. These are the books that I am disciplining myself to reading, that I, you know, in the sense of, you know, we're like, oh, like, I want to get this, or, you know, I want that 
you know, book, or I want that bathing suit top, or I want, you know, those shoes. I've put together a book list. So one, I'm never feel it. I never feel like I'm searching for the next thing. Be like, oh, like, you know, what do I read next? It's been weeks. Like I haven't, you know, picked up a new book yet or whatnot. But I also don't want to always feel like I'm running out to go buy a new book. You know, I get it. There's, I'm talking about the power of reading. So yes, invest your dollars there. But it's like, when you think about it, a book in today's day and age, is like $15, $20. So if you're doing that, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, it racks up and it takes away from other areas. So now this has set me in a way where I don't have to worry about what I'm reading next or whether or not I should or should not be uh, putting the money towards the book. This to me is the most intentional way to go about reading because it just gives you a, a course to go on. You could choose to maybe not read a book if it's not in the vibe, or you could swap it out, switch for something else. Should another book, you know, catch your eye while you're out at Target or Barnes and Noble and you want to add it, replace it, you know, buy it into the, and add it to the list, that's okay. But as long as you have the list to go off of, you're good. You have your your course. So this is what I'm reading. It's really in no particular order. I've decided that I'm going to read based off of what I feel called to from my stack, my list. So I'm just going to read off some titles. So I've got, Why Is It Always You? The Seven Deadly Sins of Narcissism by Sandy Hotchkiss. The Life-Changing Art of the Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing by Marie Kondo. She's definitely popular in, you know, the media, so you've definitely probably heard of her before. Next, I've got What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains, which, oh, so the book's called The Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains by Nicholas Carr. Then I've got Einstein's Dreams by Alan Lightman. A, p a little poetry read. Next up is The Sun Will Rise and So Will We. And then I've got some ones that are definitely revisits from when I was in high school. So this one I loved when I was in high school and I actually got it for Christmas this past year. But it's called Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Albom. You probably have heard of it before. You've probably read it. If you listen and you went to MAHS, you know exactly what the story is. Miss Crow's 11th grade English class, what's good? Um, also by Mitch Albom, I've got The Five People You Meet in Heaven. Then I've got All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten by Robert Fulgham. Now, what's crazy is I forget if I was watching something the other day or reading something, but they had brought and mentioned this. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was Big Little Lies, but because I just finished that and I had started a new book, but we'll get to that at the end. But they had mentioned that book and I was like, whoa, that's really coincidental. And I definitely just felt more called to have this book on my list now. So this one I'm super and I'm so excited to read this next one up. It is A Promised Land by Barack Obama. Once I knew that this was coming out, I had to have it. And in the sense of prioritizing and, 
you know, me getting over to Barnes and Noble or Target, it was just never aligning. And then one day, I I swear, like I promise on Bible, as the Kardashians would say, I was at a Goodwill, just floating around, you know, whatnot. I was in the back in the book section. This book was a dollar, brand new. And in my head, I was like, do they price this right? But I was also like, you know, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. So I scooped this up with a few others and I went home a happy reader. So I'm super excited to read that, especially because I read Michelle's book, Becoming, and I also have the companion journal for that. Next on my list, I have The Carrie Diaries by Candace Bushnell. You know, you know, you know, if you know Sex in the City, you know Carrie Diaries is our Carrie Bradshaw just a few years before she landed in NYC. I loved the show when it was on the CW, never got to finish. So I'm super excited to just get a little more insight to the story of Carrie when she was growing up and how she became the character that we know today. This next one I found when I was at a secondhand bookshop. It was super interesting, the title. It had some interesting awards on it. So I was like, okay, okay. It's called Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe by Benjamin Allure Sinez. I don't like to mispronounce the name, so if I did mispronounce that, I'm super, super sorry. But when I read the the back cover for this and I read, you know, the little bit of the breakdown, I was like, all right, I'm hooked. I want this. I want to read this. So next up on my list are a few of the the Disney Twisted Tale stories. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love those stories, especially in the Disney space. It just, for me, it feels like the stories that I grew up with have now grown with me. And I just like the little twist that they add to these original tales. So out of the Disney tales that I haven't read because I read Go the Distance, which was Megara's story, was obsessed. Megara is literally my freaking girl. I love Hercules. I'm also just genuinely obsessed with Greek mythology, you know, partly it being the Mediterranean in me, but also just, I just love Greek mythology and the story of it. So the ones that I haven't read though, that I have on my list are Once Upon a Dream. This tale is by Liz Braswell. Then I've got As Old as Time, also by Liz Braswell. Oh, this one's also by the same author. And this one is A Whole New World. So those are three individual Disney twisted stories, a whole new world. As you can guess, it's about Aladdin as old as time. This one has to do with Belle and Once Upon a Dream has to do with Sleeping Beauty. But then I got one for Christmas this year, which I am super excited about. And I'm also like, Ayo, Disney Plus, you want to make this into a series, but also, you know, like, let's make sure like we pay the writers for it. Um... So this one is a Twisted Tale anthology, and this one, it's got a few of the authors that contribute to this miniseries. So it's just got a bunch of different Disney stories that are just twisted up into 
just what if things had gone a little different is just the gist of what I'll say. You really do have to give these a check out for yourself to really, you know, explore and get the story. I recommend if you're someone who grew up watching the classics from Disney, but also, you know, you might have grown out of it, but you still have that love for the magic of Disney, you know? Anytime something Disney comes on, you know, it's, you know, you're just pulled right in. I would still give it a, a chance. Explore that one. So we're coming close to the end, but my next one up is called One Italian Summer by Rebecca Serle. I am, I have wanted this one since I read her book in five years, which OMG had me, I was hooked. I think I probably finished that book in three days. I, once I put it, picked it up, I could not put it down. I just, every word used and every part of the story was just so strong and it was so enticing. I was into it and I loved the magic realism. It was, it was interesting. So I do recommend that. And after I read One Italian Summer, I will let you know my thoughts and I will share that. Wow, side note as I'm thinking about this, maybe I should start like a side podcast where I do book reviews. That would be fun. Like I could just take this reading list that I have this year and it'd be maybe like a mini series. So after I finish the book, I'll just record an episode. Uh, I'll, I'll reconvene. We'll circle back. I'll update. Um, but my next book is called Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy by John Lacar. I have definitely been in more of a detective NCIS criminal minds era for quite a bit. I love coming home at the end of the day, winding down, you know, eating my dinner or eating a yogurt bowl with tea. And I love watching an episode of NCIS. I kind of have been dabbling into criminal minds just because I didn't want to get bored with NCIS. And also I have gotten so far that I'm just, I, I'm almost close to the current stuff. And I'm like, all right, I don't want to be so current that now I'm just waiting for new episodes. So I was kind of wheeling it back, but I love a good mystery. And I'm like, wait, how can I elevate my love for a mystery? And I'm like, oh my gosh, a good spy novel, a good detective novel. So I thought I'd give this one a try. But then in this, the sense of mystery, I do have a few on here. Some of these were recent gifts from a friend. And then this one, the one that I have in my hand currently, it's called The Lion's Den by Catherine St. John. This one I had seen. So at the beginning of 2023, I worked for this telemarketing business. Uh, they worked with phone tech and whatnot. And I had just, I was out one day. Oh yes, because we would go and we, we would do field work. That's where I was at. We had done field work and we were out of, um, I think it was like a BJ's or a Sam's Club. And I didn't realize that these places had book bins, like, you know, upcoming new reads, you know, just displayed out. So I had seen this one, The Lion's Den, and I read the cover for it. And I was like, wait, I want this book. But obviously I was working and I didn't really, you know, wasn't there to shop. I just was there, you know, doing a quick scan of what we needed to do. But I was so enamored by the title. I actually did ask one of the salespeople, I was like, 
can I buy the book or do I have to be a Sam's? I, whichever one. I think it was BJ's, actually. I'm almost positive BJ's now. I'm looking back. But I was like, do I have to be a BJ's member? And they were they, they were like, yeah. And I was, I was not... I wasn't too happy because I was like, wait, that book is $5. I have $5 on me right now and you're telling me I can't buy it. And I, I just... I wasn't signing up to become... I don't, don't shop at BJ's, so I wasn't... I wasn't going to become a member just for the book. So I just at the moment, I accepted it wasn't fate. And then lo and behold, I was, I, I was the same second bookshop where I, secondhand bookshop where I had found Aristotle and Dante discovered the secrets of the universe. I had also found this there and I was like, wait, this is here. It's calling my name second time around. It's still within 2023 because it was just a few months later. I scooped it up. So that one's a mystery. I'm excited to read that one. I will definitely be sharing my thoughts and reviews on that. So my last batch, we're coming down to my last four. So these ones were recently gifted from a friend. Um, She's part of this. It's called Book of the Month. Maybe you've heard of it. I know I haven't. I'm now curious and I'm like, wait, what? Where is this? How do I get in? How do I join? I know I literally could just get on the Google and do the research, but priorities. But I'm so thankful she shared these with me because she read them and, you know, passed them along. And I like that concept. I don't know if that is the purpose of it, if that's the whole concept, because if it is, well, even though I'm not a part of it, you know, I will pass these books along because I'm actually reading one of them right now. Again, I'll show that towards the end. Um, but it's it's really good. So the ones that I have from her that I haven't read yet, one of them is called When I'm Dead by Hannah Morrissey. The next, it was actually, it says on the back that it was the book for January of this year. So this is, I'm, I'm feeling like this might be my next one. It's something about that cyber lime green on the front that's just calling my name and it's just, I'm feeling it. And also, you know, it was from this year. So it's like, okay, well, you know, dive into 2024 into 2024 with 2024 things. So this one is called First Lie Wins by Ashley Elston. The next one is called No One Can Know by Kate Alice Marshall. And the last one on my reading list for 2024 is called She Started It by Cyan Gilbert. So those four are actually, they're more on the mystery thriller space. But the one that I'm currently reading from, that was, she gave me in that little bundle from the book of the month uh, club or subscription thing. It's called None of This is True. And oh, just OMG, I cannot put this book down. The fact that I'm recording right now and not reading, it's blowing my mind a little because I'm thinking about recording. I'm Oh my gosh. Oh, brain is getting ahead of me. I'm thinking about reading as I'm recording because if you've heard anything about the book, it's actually about a podcaster with a little bit of like a thriller mystery twist that obviously ends in murder. So it's like, oh my God, this is super juicy. It is so good. If you've seen Obsessed, that movie with Beyonce and Idris Elba, you would like a book like a book like this. It is really good. I like I said, I can't put it down. I started it yesterday 
and I'm already halfway through. So I really just, I don't see me spending much more time with this book. It's going to be sad because I'm like really into the story, but it's good. It's super good. So that's what I'm currently reading right now is None of This is True. And that's by Lisa Jewell. If you're a podcaster, if you are into listening to podcasts, this is definitely a book for you. Again, like I said, if you like, if you liked Obsessed, so if you like thrillers, mysteries, this is, you would like this read. Um, but that's what I've got as for today's episode. That's my reading list. That's what I'm currently reading. I did actually finally just though, before we sign off, I did finally finish Big Little Eyes. Oh, what a journey of a book. Um, it wasn't a bad book. It was really good. My only thing, and I'm actually mad at myself for this, is that I chose to watch the show before I read the book because I had seen the first, the, the seasons one and two during the pandemic when it was the thick of it in 2020. And the book was already out before that. And it is now, it was 2023 when I started the book. I just finished it a few days ago. So it's 2024. Um, so I already knew and had an understanding of the story. So I was, it took me a, a long while to really find an interest to get into the reading with it. So around that, I was also reading, and I still am reading, Beautiful Chaos, which, wait, is that the third one? Yes, Beautiful Chaos, which is the third book in the Beautiful Creatures uh, series. So I was already in the middle of that. And, you know, I was like, all right, it's kind of getting close to spooky season. Like, let's get some witchy vibes going. So I restarted that. I'm about halfway through that um, because these are big books. Like, I'm talking like, they're like Harry Potter-sized books. And with my schedule, you know, I definitely do like to create time for reading, but it's also like if I'm going to juggle what I'm reading, I do also like to be then intentional. I like to lean in onto what I feel like I need and what kind of content I need. So that one I'm still reading, but I just finished Big Little Eyes, shared my current read, which is none of this is true. You've got my reading list. And I hope that with all of that and with what I shared earlier, it just inspired you a little more to lean into wanting to read, to wanting to become a reader, to wanting to create the habit of reading in your life because by do, creating the habit that could lean into you becoming a reader, you don't have to. But the whole purpose is you can give it a try for those three reasons I shared and see where the positivity in your life trickles out. That is what I've got for you. I am so, so excited to continue growing with this in this podcast space with you. I do have some more note take or the episodes coming up, so stay tuned for that. But I just wanted to share something a little lighthearted. You know, reading is an act of self-love for me. It's the moment, moment, ugh, it's the month of love and self-love, you know, it's how we put out good love into the world. So take some time for you, take some time to read, stay tuned for what's to come, 
My personal Instagram will be in the show notes as well as the podcast Instagram. And I will be back next week with another episode. So enjoy the rest of this week.